Hey everybody, this is Chris, your DM for Season 5, and this is the last, official last episode for Season 5, the wrap-up episode. We actually got together in person to do this, so it was one of the rare in-person recordings that we had all around the table. And we sat around and talked about our favorite moments from the season, which you're about to hear. But we are going to be talking spoilers, so if you're listening to this and you haven't finished Season 5, please finish the season and then come back and listen to this and uh you can get some questions answered we can we address some things that maybe uh didn't happen and some other things that could have happened but it's a lot of fun so i hope you enjoyed the season i look forward to season six and don't forget to go out and make life an adventure chur 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 everybody welcome back to knights of the roll table the wrap-up episode Yay! Yay! wow uh this is the season five wrap-up episode and that's my kids yay they're adorable Um, so you might hear some children in the background uh we are together in the same room i think we we didn't have one episode this season that was actually in the same room. Right? I don't think so. No, uh, it was just it was just uh, actually Battle Royale. We did the Battle that. Royale. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. during quarantine, but that was about it. So yeah, this is this is uh, the post season five wrap up wrap up, and uh, Zach is going to kind of moderate this, so I don't have to, t- t- so I can look up notes <laughs> if I need to for DM purposes. But um, yeah, we'll just kind of keep it casual, and you've got some things. Absolutely. Round of applause for Chris, everybody. Yay. Wow. Yes. What a amazing. Uh, I think we want to take an opportunity to ask the DM behind the scenes kind of questions. So we should think about anything we want to pick Chris's brain on and we can talk about kind of what's up in the future. Uh, but I think helping us all do that. Important to this discussion, I think, is we are we are recorded way ahead of time. So Chris knows what just happened probably more clearly than any of us did because it was definitely one of those seasons where like we as players, I feel like we're all like, what is going on? What's happening now? There's definitely clues here. And like we've recorded the whole season and got to the ending. But in terms of like picking up the clues he was laying along the way, I feel like there's going to be a lot of moments for us, the players being like, oh, yeah, you did mention that in that episode. Um so maybe we can kind of go back and do kind of like a recap of the outline of the season. And uh, then, then we'll go back and talk about things that we enjoyed or maybe just along the way. So it started, I'm going to go to Chris a lot for this, but it started with Melbourne and uh, Theo introduced the as two new buds. characters. Yes. And uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So th- so this was a little bit different in the in the sense that, you know, we've previously started with new characters coming in to meet with existing characters but i wanted to give these new characters just some time on their own uh to establish themselves to kind of learn more about them the first episode was great just having some time like you did a whole like cheese shopping episode (laughs) and and you got to meet some people that you used to work with and and just kind of get the personality so it was two whole episodes pretty much of of just getting to know melbourne and theo which was great before we brought in the rest um so I, I think that was just kind of a little bit different, uh, just pacing-wise. It was fun. 
it was great because we knew we we had to know each other, mm-hmm. and but to like be able to do some bits and do some scenes and like kind of establish a rapport made it make more sense that we felt like hopefully felt like we already knew each other as characters in in meeting the rest of the crew. I like the dynamic that you and I ended up with as uh, especially early on in the season as we were kind of establishing that don't call me a master yeah and they were already knights like so we just kind of skipped over the whole like oh do you have to prove yourself you know it's like like this is just establishing a little bit further into our overall story that these two characters you know there there are characters out there that have been initiated that we haven't met yet and these are like two characters that have a backstory they've they've gone through similar things they've lost friends along the way or, or mentors and so we're we kind of it makes sense kind of where they are in the overall story and nice for us to have a little bit of like um, story detail that you guys didn't have in terms of like what was going on with um uh Averos and the in the city uh, ahead of time that way as we all figured it out it was like oh no we we did that remember and yeah we, there was something about that so it gave us it gave us something else some other knowledge that you didn't have so that was cool I also liked seeing the 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 betrayal. I don't remember what we ended up calling that uh, the event um, f- from other characters besides the characters that we'd seen, and actually getting to like, oh, that that's what it would have looked like. <laughs> yeah. Master Dio, is it ready for consumption by others? It's a little early. Is this early. your manservant? Melbourne. No, I am his apprentice. I study oh. under Master Theo. No, no, you don't. Right. We're not. I'm not your teacher. I'm not teaching anything. There's no teaching happening. And yet We're I learned so much. I learned so much we, just from We are going you. together on the same mission. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, speaking of the city, uh, we, we started off in Valentrell, which is uh, the capital of Volcara. Sort of, we started and ended there. And I got to... I did this a little bit in season two, but we didn't spend a whole lot of time in <laughs> in uh, Falcon Reach. But but this is this was kind of I like the idea of starting with a city that was uh, non magical, like strictly non magic and uh, very religious based, um, without going too much into the religion. And it was all it was sort of like a a D and D Vatican city kind of thing, <laughs> um, ro- ruled by some sort of you know ruling religion. Um, but uh, but I also had fun just making the map. Looking at the map of Valentrell that he has up for us right now gives me a flashbacks to the map of Emberbrook, which was the first intricate map of a city Chris ever showed to us. And we all like studied it and figured it out and learned the different areas. And burned it all down. And by the end of the first episode, or maybe the second episode as was published, but that was probably the first session. It was gone. <laughs> I feel like that did some damage to my like attention span of maps because I'm like, don't get invested in this. No, no. It might be all gone. On a long enough timeline, all cities burn. Yeah. <laughs> Although this one didn't. That's because Celius wasn't On a yet. long yeah. enough timeline. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, there is a Tarasque living underneath, so. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> Just give it some. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to this season. I'm sure it'll be uh, fine. Spoilers <laughs> ahead. And behind. <laughs> if this is a if you haven't listened to the season, what are you doing? Yeah, episode? Go, go away. This is specifically spoilers. Let him fly. Um. All right. So Theo and Melvin explored the town a little bit, and then it's an interesting combination of both starting a campaign with like walking around, shopping, getting to know characters, and also starting a campaign with action. Because when we met our other characters, we were in the midst of like, okay, you've got a bag over your head, you've been tortured, you've been captured, go. 
So let's talk about that moment a little bit. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like the idea of, of taking our time just to have that. Like y'all didn't have combat until I think well into the second uh, or at the towards the very end yeah. of the first recording is when we stopped and there was, wasn't any combat and combat started the next, the, the second recording, which was the third episode, which is where y'all came in already captured already, you know, in this underground temple dungeon sort of sacrifice room. How did you all feel uh, being thrown into that? Cause I don't think I, I think I told you this is where, this is what happens. This is kind of like where I see y- y'all be, but, but how did you feel being just like, okay, we're starting <laughs> in chains. <laughs> <clears throat> probably more comfortable with it than I should have been. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe there's some, some stuff to unpack there with how easily adapted to that I felt. <laughs> like, this makes sense. Like, oh, yeah. yeah this is, this I'm not sure how we got here, but is, uh, it makes sense. This is nice. Um, I did like the little interplay of Yenny and Deidre trying to figure out chain mechanics and like how like, <laughs> one chain got distracted, but then you tried to like leap up and then it didn't quite work and smacked into the wall. And it's just all this like. Didn't one of you kick the other in the face? I yep. think. Yeah. Yep, you sure did. Yeah, that was, that was quite the three stooges routine. Just mm-hmm. two stooges this time, I guess. We had fun. <laughs> we did, <laughs> but it was uh, <laughs> in the middle of a fight, so maybe having fun should have been the priority. <laughs> yeah, it was. But we 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 got it. We got it eventually. We got yeah. out of there eventually. Yeah, I don't recall being terribly effective in that particular brawl. <laughs> it was it was definitely a, a Theo Melvin joint, and we just uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> working on these chains. The <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I broke that one. Four more to go. Yeah. Keep it going. But they did eventually get out. We had an introduction of some maybe demons, maybe undead, maybe bad guys. Turned out to be, we learned more about minions of Avaros, basically. That's definitely, this is one of many moments where like, now having seen the season, I was like, okay, that was the introduction of Avaros and those are those guys and we fought them later. But at the moment it was just like, these guys sound bad. This seems really interesting. Let's keep going. So So there was was an undead uh, shadow orc um and se- several just you know soldiers like foot soldier type people that were guards and then there was the shadow uh the shadow priest mm-hmm. that escaped, would right? came back later mm-hmm. um much later and fight y'all in glorn but the uh the, he he was basically like one of the people kind of lieutenants in charge of like sacrificing people and sending them to um to to where Narsendrell said like send them to the shadowfell and and sacrifice uh, sacrifice the souls of these people, all these criminals and and people that are poor and and basically like all the bad things that he's like, I'm going to get rid of all this, but they were being sacrificed. I I had almost forgotten about that that entire sect of people. I think we started recording this in like July of last year, uh, <laughs> so that part that that didn't hurt uh, the forgetting. But I liked that they were there, they were established, so that when they did come back, it was like, oh yeah. It wasn't just some random baddie out of the blue. From there, we encountered Shape Changer Guy, and we made our way into... Gustavo. Well, they already... They were they, they, already interacting with Gustavo a little yeah. bit, right? And so pretty quickly, Gustavo took us to the Underdark from there, right? Gustavo was like a right-hand person for uh, Drake Blood Moon, sort of the, the face 
the the Bosley of uh, uh, Drake B- Blood Moon's Charlie. That's <laughs> um, what kind of what I Does that make us the angels. Yes, you awesome. are all the angels. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are the underdark angels <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so yeah, Gustavo was sort of the the point person because Drake Blood Moon. The idea was no one would see him, and uh, so he he met you two, gave you the mission, sort of prove your worth, and he had given y'all a mission to prove your worth <laughs> and you know you did in one way or another but then it, there was this all the knights are being hunted um th- th- everybody's looking for knights t- to eliminate in the city from Narsendrell, which you find out later and then so he was like i know a safe place let's go in the underdark and he took y'all down there um there was some shenanigans in the Underdark, uh, getting to the, the dwarf sort of underground city uh, where you got your your first message. You got your two messages, message stones. Mm. Uh, one from Drake Blood Moon, uh, which was uh, uh, recorded by Zach's dad. Uh, if you listen to the one shot of the, um, the Demon, Demon Spire, Spine, yeah. uh, the Demon Spine uh, prison, um, Zach's dad plays Eric Dark Harbor, uh, who is who has taken the moniker of Drake Bloodmoon as a alias. Daddy Darkover? And he mentions Valentrell mm. and like being Daddy a, D? Being cool a person. Is it sort of D? like a, is it, I think, did we establish that it was like a Dread Pirate Roberts type thing where that kind name of. kind yep. of? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, And there's a whole other, you know, there's whole uh, other things that we kind of worked out with, with that dynamic and stuff like that if 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 it had gone into a different you know if y'all like like, let's find him and let's go after him and that sort of thing like i had a whole other Mm -hmm. whole other thing planned Mm -hmm. just ready to throw out all your notes yeah i mean (laughs) i had had a couple different like paths and i was sort of like all the stuff with the world was like well that's one possibility so um but it could have been very much valentrell centric but we made our way to glorn which yeah. I, th- I feel like the trek to Glorn was very memorable to me. The like mists of madness and like dealing with this and how dangerous it could get was like impactful for me. And our first kind of like test of a group of like functioning together and getting along. What are people's memories of that? I felt like I very visually saw that whole journey. Like, I don't know, it was very well described. I have a map of the Underdark too. Lots of fog and purple. That's what I remember. Kind of like if you've ever been to a Pink Floyd like laser light show. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, your character and my character, Jen, fighting about which way to go. You're like, no, we should just go. And I'm like, let's be safe. No, we're just going to go straight through the fog. Efficiency. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So tell us we chose note. correctly. Everything was fine. Yeah, I mean, either one would have been fine. I had, I had a whole like uh, dark gnome sort of like, what you got? What are you, what are you going to give me to get by? Like <laughs> that was just like stuff. And I had drow that maybe could have run into you if you had passed stuff. And, and then crimson cliffs was going to be like a bunch of beasties and maybe, maybe the mind flayers as well. Uh, but you ran into a mind flayer. Uh, first of all, you ran into uh quigoths, which are like these albino gorilla. Oh yeah. Sort of people like, ah, ah, and there was like a halfling, like a dark halfling. Um, that was riding one and they ran into, it was a turf war between them and the, this mind flayer gang riding a bunch of carrion crawlers. 
awesome. <laughs> wearing leather jackets. Which going, gross. Underdark Which stuff. we got those leather oh, jackets. Just, and you got those. Yeah. And yeah. much later you well figure earned, out what they yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, that combat encounter was nuts because the first one I could at least go like, okay, we were chained up. We were kind of like handicapped, so we couldn't bring our full forces to bear. And then this combat encounter happened, and I just remember it taking so long because we fought about 12 different things the whole time. And it was like, oh, Lord, this is never going to end. And this is literally like one of the first combat encounters of the season. <laughs> this is going to be a nuts season for combat encounters. Uh, uh, it, it, it turned out to be nuts for many reasons, not just the combat encounters. But I remember <laughs> feeling in that first combat encounter when when the Mind Flayer sewed up specifically that it's like, oh, he's not going to take it easy on us. <laughs> this is really going to It's not like tough. any of us were going to die. That's <laughs> 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 <Not> ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like the intention of that battle was like, oh, they're going to fight each other and the characters will be in the middle of it. But we just ended up like taking out one side <laughs> we'll fight and then like, oh, we're going to fight these guys now. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll fight. The- hey, we talked, you and I talked our way through a lot of stuff before we met them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. we, we were a very peaceful party before. <laughs> we were for we sure the, the violent ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. What I think what's interesting about this particular party dynamic was it was, it was very melee heavy aside from Jeff doing a lot of druidy casty things to make melee characters and and even (laughs) melbourne had power like spell ability but you mostly did smashing and slicing well and all his spells were like required touch or within five like none of them had range yeah yeah there was not a lot of range i mean there was some some range that's why i gave you you know the with the blood axe yeah yeah yeah, with carlos you know i was like okay we we get we're gonna give you this cool thing because and and what i did as a dm also uh, before the season that i think was was really fun is is i individually reached out to all of you and said like what do you what do you want? <laughs> like, not in a bad, like, what are you, uh, what are you looking for this season? So like Carlos said, like, I want to find a cool ax and mm-hmm. I have, you know, parents somewhere, you know, it'd be, or it'd be fun to find out a little bit more backstory. And, uh, Zach's, I, I said like, who's somebody important to each one of you. And so we met Zach's like war buddy. Um, you, uh, Jen casually mentioned she was engaged once and she mm-hmm. had like, she had, um, people that she trusted, uh, you know, this, I forget the name of the lady, something or other. Oh, uh, oh, it was, uh, it was like, uh, Jacoby. Which, yeah. The lady Jacoby, which we got to use in the, um, in Kesarim when Sozeb did the whole like mind, mind trickery, uh-huh. uh, that was brought a couple of those in. Uh, but yeah. And then we met your fiance later. Right. <laughs> Which was a big like, ooh, Xavier. <laughs> uh, and then you know, with with Matt's character, you know, like there was, a, I think it was helpful because you were from Valentrell, yeah. so having you like be part of the the guard was really nice. It was kind of a way of touching to the city, and like you had people that you knew there, you know, acquaintances, and and with 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 yours, it was not so much people you knew, but it was it was that quest of mm-hmm. of finding what Rebecca's purpose is and like what. And when that was a challenging for me, because I was like, how do I make a sheep super important? You know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but Put but so work. what I so what I did with that was like, I'm going to layer in first, you got to find the person that can do it, which is one of these people who is an expert in like local, you know, animal husbandry and whatnot. And and that would tell you that there it's a rare strain and it has it's very powerful in in uh, high concentrations, 
Was which, Rebecca based on the concept of steel wool? Because I feel like that was always the joke that was just like sitting there, <laughs> that she was steel wool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The I easiest, never... dumbest joke is... <laughs> we never exactly really like landed on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. But magic steel. Why, mm-hmm. why, why is this a show? Why is this... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is a good time, I think, to take a break off of those, like, we all kind of, like, shared some background and characters from our uh, backgrounds that we could uh, sh- encounter. Um, so maybe it's a good time to kind of talk about each character from the player's perspective on kind of like how you feel about your character's particular arc in this season and kind of where you ended up who'd like to start i'll start i guess yeah uh, melvin so melvin, melvin gilrod melvin gilrod yes. yes the most the most annoying voice i've done so far uh <laughs> i i think we talked about this in his like backstory episode but i had never played a paladin before i really don't ever play humans either that's just like not Neither of those things. So I was like, all right, let's try a different thing. Um, he was more annoying than I intended him to be, but <laughs> I liked where that went over time. In particular, you know, his death and resurrection, I think, mellowed him out a little bit, um, which was fun. And it was nice getting to play a character that just got to absorb damage. <laughs> just like, oh, you can hit me. Because usually I end up playing very squishy characters that are like, oh, I got to go hide again. All right. <laughs> Uh, so that was really fun. But yeah, I liked, you know, it started off with him sort of wanting to follow Theo and see, you know, it, he, he idolized you and looked at you as like kind of a mentor. And, and by the end, well, especially if that proposal had gone through, it was, no, go off on your own. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go make, find out who I am on my own. And I, I liked that arc uh, with him. I'll concur with that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that was a great uh a fun thing also to have two new characters and then to see how uh, they work um, together. I think at least uh, for Theo, it was a lot of like discovery. I didn't think I had very much planned out, which is shocking coming from me. But I don't <laughs> think I had a real direction of like, this character really is this way or has this ethos or this pathos. It was just, um, the, here's a few starting ideas and what does that mean that this person is like that here's their situation and what does that mean that they're like and so it was fun for me to kind of discover that and like kind of um uh find things to do obviously as soon as like i i that was like oh here's an npc it was like here's something we can do i love I her could, <laughs> i'm gonna well, decide i do think this. we should address one thing <laughs> a, a sort of stigma if if you will with sure. with a druid that is specifically a um, conjure, like a a summoner. Yes. Which uh, there's a lot of people DMs that will be like, no summoning. You know, <laughs> like they're they're or they're just like, please limit it to. But that was your thing. That yeah. was like that was your that was your move. So we had a conversation of like, okay, how does this work? Uh, and like b- beforehand of like, I'm gonna let you have like two very powerful things, or you can have like four or eight. And just having a really clear like, here's Something a limit. Small. That here's a limited do a lot of damage. Some, like yeah. pixies. Here's a here's some, a here's a, here's a now it, in in the in the DM's guide and in, in the whole thing with like summoning spells and whatnot. It says the DM can choose the thing, but instead of doing that every single time, we worked out like here's a small list of like here's what you can do, and and that I think that that was easier for you just to be like, okay, here's things I can choose from. It was easier for me because it'd be like, all right, yes, just go at the same time initiative wise. 
Yeah, we certainly it can be it can be a real bear um, to manage that type of stuff. But I think we found a way where it was like you knew I was gonna. Yeah, that was like move one was yeah. like first summon the thing, then another round to like yeah. get them keyed up and ready to go. Right, and then for you to like assess on the battlefield, how's that gonna work, and yeah. then you know play it out from there. And we'll we'll come back to that. I want to get all the other characters, but there was a couple times where those those summoned. I don't know what you're talking about. Clutch. Now, was that like a homebrewed subclass? I really uh, only ever when I play Druid, I almost always play Circle. It's of Circle the Moon. of the Shepherd. Mm. Yeah. So it, which it's is, not in the. It's not a standard. It's not in the standard rule book. It's. I think. It, but it is. It, it might have been Earth Arcana. Yeah. So it was maybe like tested out. Um. And, and uh, but then we did take some stuff from I think some uh, homebrew for instead of Wild Shape, you yeah. you basically had the ability of. I like summon a companion animal. Yeah, it was like a, that's what it was. It was yeah. it was summoning a companion instead of doing wild shape. So you could, so that's why we had a lot of like I'm gonna bring in almost like a familiar or a, yeah. or a companion animal, and but then you could also do these other things. So it just made uh, Theo incredibly powerful with just like extra uh, action economy. Summon uh, an elk, and then another elk, and then another elk, and then another elk. I will summon eight elks, which uh, are going to uh, start Ooh. running around and charging around and braying <laughs> and uh, ramming uh, all of the different uh, creatures that are around. You know, okay. um, you had to do it. Yep. Had That's you know, if it didn't right. go off right, it wasn't totally overpowered. There was still like. Well, I don't have very much HP. I don't have very much armor. So, like, I have to cast this. But I got eight moose. (laughs) But I got my eight moose, baby. (laughs) They coming out. Okay. (laughs) Yenny. Um, Yenny did a lot of growing this season. She grew older. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ten yeah. years yeah. to be she exact. Ten years, and that, that was, that's how yeah. you ended with ten years older, uh, with a little bit of gray. She's probably a, got a cool little gray streak now. Um, and, and she grew very attached to her blood axe. Um, her, her new favorite. Uh, thank you, Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah. He likes you too. Going back to that first encounter with the, uh, mind flayers, I think before they showed up, I, th- I think I cleaved that dark halfling in half <laughs> almost with that blood axe, which was quite, quite, quite the, uh, quite the, the final moment of that battle. Um, and, and, uh, Yenny also grew, uh, I guess closer to, uh, Iggy and Deidre. And I feel like they are now sort of in, in, in the previous season, it was implied because they're all part of the same party and sort of like participating with each other that like they're a group, but now they very much feel like they are a unit, um, in a way that maybe wasn't true at the very beginning of the season. I know Deidre and Yenny sort of were having a, uh, the beginning of a like close relationship, but like truly it's a, a three person unit now, um, that I think if, if they were to return would, would return as a triad and, uh, 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 not necessarily individually, I think. <laughs> well, well, whoa, <laughs> and, okay. and and we met your parents, your real, your real, your real yeah. uh, birth parents. That was that was a pretty interesting moment. I don't know if we maybe want to save that for like favorite moments. Sure, sure. I have some stuff to say about that, but uh, it, it it probably will will go on at length. So I want <laughs> yeah, sure. to give you space to talk about their that. stuff first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Igneous? 
Let me go back for a minute because I got a D&D Beyond. Did the research. If you want to be Circle of the Shepherd, that's in Xanathar's Guide. Oh, but I think oh, you guys did Xanathar. a little bit of homebrewing on top of that, I think. My, my impression was Jeff didn't really want to be the one fighting, so I was going to like fight through my beast, basically, was yeah. kind of like how I read that. And that seemed like a really cool take. And, and and some like clear choices without me knowing exactly what you would discuss I could tell like they had a clear collaboration to make this really work as a character the way we want it to without being like overbalanced there was a clear like well I won't do this so I'll do this and that seemed like a really cool yeah I think you thing. summoned Shillelagh once or no you summoned I, Shillelagh a lot but you used it used once, it once yeah <laughs> it was just One like time. okay and everything else yeah and, and like all of the defensive and like the healing and stuff yeah. like that but yeah. What about Igneous? Yeah, so Igneous. Igneous, um, you know, I think I mentioned in, in season four and creating Igneous and that whole party was kind of a, we kind of had the assumption that like, these are backup characters just in case, or maybe they're one-shot characters <laughs> yeah. and not necessarily that we've been playing them as like yep. a full player character for <laughs> half Surprise! of the season. <laughs> um, so, you know, we were, it was definitely like figuring out what personality this just like kind of fun monk. The concept was more like, I want to play a monk. That'll be fun. And so figuring out his personality and his backstory was definitely happening during season four. And season five definitely had a lot more opportunity to kind of like get into what this is, what, you know, what he's going through, what he experiences and really the theme of like, he's lonely. He doesn't fit in. He's literally from another plane of existence, not even another world. He's from somewhere else. And there's with, these, with a bad rap. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> with a bad rap. Not bad everybody. Place. There was a lot of like angles where he had to kind of explain like, oh, yeah, I was on the other side of that fight. And like, you know me. XX Bloody Heart. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with that yeah. battle. Well, you mm-hmm. can talk about it later. Um, <laughs> kinds of things. But, you know, a, a couple moments like the the rooms that existed in Glorn and where would your room be was an interesting moment of like, man, I don't think he has one. Igneous, where are you staying? So I think like Igneous is like kind of stunned by this like question and notion and has never really like let himself ponder where he would want to be and just kind of like stares at it and eventually like tries it and ends up with uh, like the last place that was like his area, which is the like army barracks in the fire. Even in that triad that we were talking about, there's definitely that sense of like Deidre and Yenny are close and he's there and they like him, but they just don't have the same like emotional connection with him, it felt like. And so there's lots of like kind of nice moments to explore. He's looking for something. And even at the end of the season, I think it came down to like he could stay in Glorn. There was kind of that question of where do you go from there? And he could stay there and this could be kind of a home and these people seem nice but this doesn't feel right there's something else out there for him um it was all nice and fun to explore and i think there was a lot of interesting ways that we looked at it including meeting flint and talking to flint and exploring that piece of his life a little bit i think there's a lot of great moments that i enjoyed how about deidre jen um you know, it's funny, you kind of, I feel like Zach hit the nail on the head that like, yeah, when the, the, the concept of this character was a little more two-dimensional than the uh, the pages and pages of backstory that I'm typically uh, provided for Chris Daly in the past. <laughs> um, so like, I think a lot of it was kind of like addressing what was that 
history and why has she left it behind and kind of, you know, we did revisit, we had, you know, people from her past that came up. Um, and I think just kind of solidifying not only like why she left, but like that I am staying gone basically. And like, and that choosing, and I think like we didn't explore it quite as much as I would have liked, but I feel like the kinship that she has with Yenny is something that like felt very much like an underlying motivating factor, um, for me at least. Um, and she actually like, there were some, there were some romantic passes kind of made her way early on that we kind of, it was like, no, that's not what I'm here for. Like, and like, I think for her, it was more just like coming into herself and like, I was, you know, now she, there's a lot that she can do. That's very cool. Um, but I think also just like really solidifying like, oh, but I'm part of a group as well. Um, and then trying to prioritize that, um, as something uh, that she's choosing to do as as well. Yeah, I liked I liked Deidre op- opening up a couple times. And, you know, I was throwing a a few challenges out there, like when you had to answer a question or or, or something like that, and you're like, well, uh, you know. <laughs> because it's 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 very Deidre. It's not necessarily you, you yeah. know. And I know you you like or somebody like Maya, you know, who had no problem. You know, oh yeah doing something like that but then this is it was kind of like you playing an introvert <laughs> yeah. uh but but uh but having that is like a good challenge um and and then putting it putting characters uh, npcs or villains up you know against you and just like let's just move it along you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i liked i liked stuff like that i have a question yes who was the leader of our group i feel like iggy I thought it was a it was a democracy. <laughs> Everybody evenly. It was a bit of a commune. Yeah. We were a bunch of fellow travelers, so to speak. I didn't vote. I, I didn't vote but for any duke, <laughs> any king. Why do you ask that? I don't know. I just um, uh, just reflecting back. I think in most cases, somebody who's a human paladin mm. with like a real righteous path would be the first person, kind of, you know, saying. Uh, Addressing every NPC, starting every bit of it. And I think you did that sometimes, but I don't... Yeah, I think, like, Igneous did that sometimes. I think we kind of shared that in different ways, yeah. that it wasn't super obvious. Like I, th- that, I think that Melbourne was, was the was the spokesperson, like, the the more... The, uh... The, the face man, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, for the group, but but Igneous was kind of, was like the moral compass. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. agree with that. Igneous and that, was moral compass, and then I stepped in when I was like, let's move this along. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you, were, you were sort down. of the stage manager, Yenny was the <laughs> tank, and, uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, Theo was the den mother of like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and being sort of that like face character is very, I don't, I don't play that character uh, ever that's not me I, like i had to chat i'm like i guess melbourne would probably actually step forward and speak here instead of just sitting back which is my isn't that one of the most wonderful things about D D though yeah you got to play an introvert and i got to play an extrovert <laughs> <laughs> introvert's a strong word but a little more emotionally reserved yeah than i'm typically but yeah it is really interesting and like having to see like what would my character do is always uh what when when used correctly because i've seen people abuse that uh, is when the most fun moments of D&D happen for me. I think a little bit of Igneous's leadership qualities were like bleeding through. There was moments where like, okay, there's something to figure out here. And like us as players, nobody was really like jumping in to be like, I'll explore that. And, and then it was more 
Zach the person's like sense of like somebody's got to talk. <laughs> so like I'll have Igneous do it. And so like through that, I think Igneous took on my <laughs> my sense of like let's move along. But I also kind I think quality. that was a character choice, like because I, I you know as you know I I tend to as a player insert myself into a lot of situations and I was trying really hard because I was like Deidre would not mm-hmm. do that at all so like I really did try to pull back this season and just be like I am there to be an efficient tool in xyz situations but I am not the face of this party there was not really you know I don't think any of our characters were necessarily kind of like super strongly driven towards got to achieve this thing right now it was a very like what's everybody else gonna do like how do we it's just vibes. how do we move just along together y'all <laughs> well i think though that, that most vibe campaign yeah. like melbourne and iggy i think had the clearest definition of like this is right this is wrong and this is what needs to get done and i think that's why it kind of fell on you guys more than anybody is just because of that choice like um, well, let's jump back into a uh, little, little season recap. So we got to Glorn, which ended up being the very much the base of operations thing, and it met a lot of very awesome characters. The the trio of sorcerers there and our... Uh, our uh, Boone. Boone. <laughs> Boone. Just oh. Boone is like my Awesome character, NPC awesome voice. Guys. I love Boone. Oh, guys. <laughs> it's great. You want a boon? It's a, the voice was based on John Heater. <laughs> <laughs> so great. So memorable. I think probably the most memorable character for me of the season. Yeah, absolutely. It's very distinct. You could totally picture him <laughs> all the time. The boons that Boone gave was very fun. <laughs> the couple he of times we did that. A real treat. Yeah. That was fun because I was... I almost always didn't want to take them because I didn't want to slow down the like actual getting out the door and going to do stuff. But like me, Matt wanted very <laughs> much to see what that was going to be every time. Like, no, let's all get boons so that something. And they will were happen. good. They were yeah. fun. I was just listening to the episode where I got an extra foot. Yes. That wasn't the original <laughs> thing, but we like <laughs> tiny improvised foot. it into <laughs> one little tiny extra foot to I take an little, extra step. I one. feel like we never really got to see the full fallout from Victor von Schnell. Yeah, we got slaughtered. It seems fine. Maybe that's what gave them away. Maybe they're all hidden, but they couldn't resist the urge to polka. Well, the, the episode that we just released, where you met you met Narsendrell, um, and there's the whole conversation where you're you're kind of relying uh, relaying information about you know where did you go and who did you meet, and then there, somebody mentioned um, you know Victor von Schnell, he's then Cold Guard, and and I said, and Narsendrell nods to one of his lieutenants, and then they walk off. And that was the moment where he basically like go kill those people. <laughs> oh wow! Oh dang! <laughs> Which y'all did. Oh, <laughs> like dang. you kind of gave him the information for. That was just a powerful a, moment. Just a little. Where he definitely came out of that going like, I feel like, yeah, that was this some. There's going to be problems coming oh, out of that interaction, but Melvin's bad. fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was really interesting because my, you know, I, obviously I trust you, Chris, right? In character, you have you were clearly lying to us, and where where do we balance on that? Trying to figure out like how much of this is the character lying, how much is the the character? No, he's he's being authentic, but he kind of comes across shady. How much of this is like Chris is like, no, no, I just I need you guys to know this information so you can move on. <laughs> trying to figure that out, and but then just filter it all back through my character. Like, what would? Well, 
Melba didn't know anything because he was like totally out of it in that mm-hmm. situation. Well, and knowing that like, you know, we're giving up information. Like, I think in that situation, Deidre knew like, we shouldn't be telling this guy anything. But the alternative was unacceptable. So it's kind of like, all right, well, the, the ends have to justify the means. So from Glorn, we meet delightful characters and eventually get into kind of like what I feel like this is a central structure of the season, which I definitely loved the notion of like it's an adventure hub Mm -hmm. so i I, so i had read something uh fairly close to when we started recording which was this is a this is a fun mechanic that you can give your players of like give them a place that they that either teleports or like maybe it's you know gateways to to places or whatever and and i just like that idea of like one i wanted to establish more of the world of the realms Mm -hmm. um and instead of like and how do we do that with without just by just eliminating travel time uh like not having airships and not having you know pirate stuff and and like that would take like much longer to get around the different sections you know, of the world fast travel fast travel yeah exactly yeah. just do 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 leveled <laughs> like, up to a certain point that yeah. you've unlocked yeah i mean this is you, you guys are at, we're at level 9 level 10 so i mean it, it's it's you've you've gained you know, notoriety to the point where it's like, okay, these are higher level knights so that they have the ability and, and this, this particular location that's very guarded and, um, and unique to the knights is like, okay, we need you to go around to different parts of the world, um, which other knights have clearly done. And some of which have, we've already met. So, so I I liked that idea of just like, okay, well, we're going to go to all these different places and really explore, you know, some, some different places that, that we haven't seen. And and meet some old friends and new friends along the way. That was a really fun idea. I, I I enjoyed playing in that world, and it also forced me not to plan, which I'm guilty of doing a lot, uh, especially with like season two. But like this season, I was like, okay, I'm gonna really just let y'all decide, and I'm gonna have all the possibilities, and we'll see what happens. Which is from a planning perspective is very nerve wracking, but that that but from a DM side on the back end, for those that were listening, what I did was. I kind of sent everybody notes in the Discord. I was like, all right, so next episode, y'all have a decision of where you want to go and maybe let me know ahead of time so I can plan for it just a little bit. But, um, but you know, not having like, this is where we're going, which 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 was great. So well, Especially since you had like guest stars in several of the yeah. episodes. You had to know like, okay, we're going to go there. I need to go get David Armstrong or whatever. Yeah, which... Did you, had you planned on who was going to be in which place or was it like, well, I've got David Armstrong this week, so it looks like he's going to be. Yeah. How did that work? Uh, how did lining up guests? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, curious about, about that. that. It was, it, it was a little, uh, it was a little tricky because uh, luckily since we were a little bit ahead of time, that definitely helped. And so like with David, I was like, I, you're either, it was either going to be, I was either going to have him play Sozeb. If you oh, went, man. if you what? went to Heaven's Breath, oh. I was like, you're either going to be an evil CEO of a corporation, you might be an Aarakocra, uh, or, or like I, I actually let David kind of come up with the character, and he was like, I'm going to be an Aarakocra monk. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a Aarakocra monk. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually mad that we didn't go and have him be Sozeb. Now that would have been amazing. I, he could have double timed <laughs> it. Like I would have loved to see both. 
I mean, yeah. so uh, I, I, I had a couple different possibi- possibilities <laughs> of, of just David, like... David, I'm going to need you for season six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think we knew that that was going to happen. And then like a couple weeks went by and I was like, I just said, hey, can you do this date? And and then he was like, yeah. So it was fun. Just I love those. I love as a DM having moments where guests come in and it's a surprise. And for, for all of these, you know, we were able to have people that we've we as players have seen them before and they're our friends. And, oh, it was so fun. Um, so, so having David Armstrong, who if you haven't listened to the Battle Royale, um, uh, he's, he's fantastic and da- David's a great player and... and uh, in person. And, Just and an DM in person, yeah. And um, lives in New York, so we had to kind of like play with the time oh zone God. thing. <laughs> and I also liked the idea, and I told him, I was like, so Shimmercross has a particular wild magic kind of pocket you know, uh, or the pockets of wild magic where weird things can happen when you, whenever you cast a spell, um, anytime somebody casts a spell, there will be a, a particular, you will roll on the wild magic table. And what, what happened to you enough times as it happened, even though you're a monk, like you just did it one time and it was like, you have amnesia and you can't remember anything. Um, you lost your memory for several days. And it was funny when you guys went there and you're like, hold on a second. Let me uh, conjure a bird. Uh, wild magic. You know, <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Let me conjure an eagle. Let me see if that happens. Wild magic. It's just like, how many it's times are birds we- <laughs> or magic? How do we narrow know, this down? <laughs> and eventually, More experiments are necessary. Eventually, David, David's character, Kali, was just like, do y'all need help? Like, uh, what's going on with all this stuff? But uh, that led to the the, the the riddle temple and like uh, having having Deidre having um, uh, a nice moment of unlocking several doors, which I was like, I want to give the, the rogue a chance to do that. And and uh, all of the riddles where Theo turned into stone and, um, <laughs> and you know, and, and, and just like fighting. Uh, so so some some. When y'all fought the uh, trees and everything, that was kind of the, my first hint of these are creatures from the Fae. Uh, these are this this is a Fae character. These are Fae inspired creatures, which ultimately point to the the uh, um, sort of uh, what do you call it sponsor villain, like the the person that's in charge of all these things, the patron. Uh, the patron you know, um, not not necessarily Nars and Drell, but the person that's behind. Um, the Platinum Syndicate, because uh, it's a very ancient area of of some place that that is containing an, an item, um, the the Luminite, which you know, kind of came up with, based on Saloon from Sarsa, uh, uh, Sarsa's deity. deity of like, and I looked up Saloon in the Pantheon and and Saloon and and uh, is very much against like these you know the, the different like goddess of night and goddess of of the moon and everything like that. And, and uh, kind of taking some inspiration of that, of like, what if saloon as a goddess has a, uh, a natural antagonist in, um, in Lolth in, in the, in this spider queen um, who now goes by a different name. Mm-hmm. So. Wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's run through just like really quick outline the different places we visited. Cause I feel like, there's a lot of highlights and fun things that we'll come back to when we talk about favorite moments. So went to Shimmercross, met Kali, played by David Armstrong. Sh- Shimmermore. Awesome. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, Shimmercross was the... I'm reading your map. Shimmer, yeah, <laughs> you sorry. I thought you said one, Shiver. Uh, Velosia. So, <laughs> yeah, Shimmercross in Velosia, which was the, the, 
to Island. So then we came back and we went to Cold Guard where we met Deidre's fiance and did icy drag racing, which was an incredible, awesome so change up with Victor That's von great. Schnell. Then we went to Heaven's Breath and we battled Bezos with Flint came along, Igneous's buddy. You battled capitalism and you battled yourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty epic battle. Brought back Bezos, didn't keep him very long, which I think was a great uh, introduction <laughs> to uh, Chris Reed, our other friend, playing Wander Dirtle. Um, I think I mentioned this in a break of that episode, but I felt like, wow, that's the perfect situation to introduce a turtle character. <laughs> this situation where, like, we have this bad guy contained, but he's going to get out of this okay, in one minute. Uh, can you do anything I about that? I can summon now, a now, spell. Now. Quickly, quickly, very quickly. Um, <laughs> I've got this wand. Later on, what can you do with the wand? Just do something. <laughs> how do you all feel about... <laughs> yeah, good. that was awesome. Chris oh Reed was God. awesome. That's great. And, and so I so I told Chris, I was like, I, I think what I'd like to do is have you from this place that is one of the places. And that was that was the one that I was like kind of hoping that it would go in that direction because um, I'm going to have you like kind of mention that maybe this is where you could go, um, you know, and, and that's the, and luckily that's where you all chose to go um, because the, the Zolar Spiral was with old Tula where I had lots of fun with rhyming and <laughs> now that drives you crazy. <laughs> uh, several possibilities of rhymes of like, okay, if, if Mel, if Melbourne asks a question, if, <laughs> you know, if, if you ask a question, how do I uh, relay this? And how do I say this? And, you know, just, Chris is in his Tula's. office with a giant whiteboard. I, covered I in have different I, rhymes. I, 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 yarn yeah. connecting. <laughs> Old Tula's favorite color is orange. <laughs> <laughs> Door hinge. Constitution safe. That's how you defeat her. <laughs> the other man came to inquire. Threatened me with eldritch fire. I said if he helped my tree friend, the forest darkness would then end. Igneous is rolling his eyes up on the roof. So old Tula fighting bugs, being small in the Zolar spiral. That was cool, being small. Moving on, next was Boulder Bell. Uh-huh. Boulder Bell was where we met Coach. Was very much... Uh, no, no. Boulder Bell, Boulder Bell was going after XX Bloody Heart. The coat rack. And, and it was the uh, Beauty and the Beast-inspired mansion episode. <laughs> and the death of Melvin. Uh, taking, taking the ideas of sentient objects, turning them into mimics, but also having um, a wizard who we find out, who we find out the origin. He was... He was this guy that was an old cultist who became a lich, and uh, it was ended up being Rodos. So I liked the idea of like pulling in stuff from from Jeff's season from season four and like bringing back a villain and be like, oh, and then like <laughs> having a character that you had a relationship, but also finding out that XX was partially responsible for the uh, the the fall of <laughs> the infiltration of all the knights because they used him. To get the, uh, the the tattoos. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Bent only he's heavy. sneakier. He's very sneaky. Okay, wait, it's not. When, he's we very sneaky. It. We don't need it. It was a nice bit that like we had the list of knights, and XX Bloody Heart was on it, <laughs> and as players we were like, <gasps> and as characters we were like, that guy's what? Dumb. <laughs> I'm not going after an assassin. We'll do that last. <laughs> Yeah, um, but that was fun. That's where that's where Melbourne got disintegrated. Rip in a very quick fight because Drodos was hurt. 
You know, I didn't make him full HP. Uh, he was already kind of weak. Yeah, I think we had more of the fight was trying to get the book away from Melvin yeah. than yeah. the actual fight with the yeah. witch. And Drell pulls out a small pouch, and it, from it he pulls out a small platinum coin and flips it around in his hand. He says, I am also a member of the Platinum Syndicate. Oh, now that's very interesting. But I'm sorry, the politics. You're not, taking, you're not keeping very good company in that case. What makes you think that I'm in it for personal gain? Sometimes you have to keep an eye on your enemies in order for you to get rid of them. That's just definitely like so. Timeline of us recording this is like the edited episodes right now are right around that time. Melvin just got brought back, so yep. like at least I've listened to those parts now with the perspective of being through yes. the season. Yes, and now I'm going through listening to be like, oh, oh, that's where he was telling us that. Oh, that's where he was telling us. Oh, that was so obvious. I had no clue. None of us paid any attention to that. <laughs> We're going back to that whole layer of listening listening to the scene as a listener being mad at ourselves for missing clues all along the way yeah we're, we're the worst players chris you do such a good job of like setting up and making sure that there is like delivery of all of this information throughout but like you know i'll claim responsibility on, on my half of them just like oh, okay name all right this is the map this is the map this is the map of the yeah. Chateau de Beaugeron. This is the, 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 the spider symbol that you saw. Like I... Was the intention in that confrontation to kill someone in the party? Or was that no. completely... Okay, so that completely just happened in the moment. Really, anything could have happened in that battle. Yeah. Okay. You don't not fire a disintegration I mean, if any... beam at somebody if you have disintegrate. That's he he had disintegrate and he had finger of death. So so he could have killed. That's he could have killed anybody. And the, if anything, the problem was the finger of death was his pinky. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so he had nubbin of death. Yeah. How many fingers have we cut off? Uh, you've cut off several. Three. I'm gonna go two. It's the Star Wars cut hand any. cut off thing. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if anything, he probably would have recognized the three of you that had fought him before. So so I was ready to be like, oh, I'm gonna go after these characters right. that killed me, but but. Melvin is a beast. Kill, kill, <laughs> like knocked off two thirds of his hit points, and he's like, "This guy's a threat," as it, as you often do. Yeah. So, so as a player, as a villain, you know, I'm just gonna be like, "I'm gonna have to go to this guy." I was thrilled about it. I was uh, like, "Cool." <laughs> I mean, and and that's it. Doesn't make sense for me to like, well, that sucks. But let me go after this this yeah. you know thief that I fought a while ago in my body or something. So anyway, and then uh, and then and then y'all went to um, the Sunless Jungle where you met. Oh, that was so fun. Where oh. you met Coach. Yes. With in, the in, in a loop. Yes. How many? How I many times like... did you expect us to go through the loop? Yeah, that would we have been a like very twice. long recording <laughs> session. Um, I, 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 not very many. I, I thought. I thought maybe to you know. I guess I, I even had like okay. The first time you went through, you this that happened, and then the second time, and like you've let's say you went through a couple of times, but. You know, it just it's it's more fun just to kind of 
I was kind of sad it didn't take us more loops because those were all very fun. <laughs> Full yeah, disclosure, <laughs> we were about like three minutes from season four exclusively being a death loop <laughs> campaign <laughs> the whole season. I'm not joking. Yeah. I had it all planned out. It, we were like three minutes I've away been and then I changed campaign, my, like, my don't mind. I've been in that Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm happy with the decision. Jeff, I, I will like, absolutely play that. Oh, I was so close. We could play it, but not record it. There you go. <laughs> but I, I great honestly, back. it was great, oh, it was great having great. Weston I'm back. I'm so happy that this was the best thing. This was great. This was great. Um, I, I also just loved having, because uh, the, the NPC uh, Bato um, was really fun just to have somebody that it wasn't like I had, I had a whole like bad guy encounter but he was the one that you were supposed to bring back and coach was the one that was sent after him so it was it was great that that y'all responded to that by going back in the timeline in the loop and finding him uh and talking to him before the sort of activation happened because that was kind of like the thing i was like if you get to him before this point then you can maybe talk him down and there was enough high enough like persuasion rolls and stuff like that that there wasn't a fight and and it was great it was I like i couldn't believe that the the big uh oh gosh the t-rex monster oh yeah <laughs> like i was like this is gonna be a big di- oh no it's not and it's po- not yeah polymorph big. i was so and ready maybe. to use that as a grenade i it's like the whole time i'm like i got this i got this newt i'm gonna throw yeah. it it's gonna turn it it's gonna get hurt and turn back into a t-rex yeah <laughs> we didn't need it yeah. I, I have to say, I, I really like that kind of, like, motivation. Uh, what's the name? Bato, you said? Bato, yeah. I really like the motivations for characters of, like, I need to save this person that I yeah. care about. And, like, everything is driven by that. Because I totally get that. And it's very believable. And even, like, good characters can do bad things. And it's completely justified. Well, so I think, great. you know, in, in in our type of podcast where it's there's a lot of ridiculous stuff. I mean, I had bugbear cooking competition you know so like you know i i come up with a lot of ridiculous stuff and uh so grounding some of that not just throwing in drama for drama's sake but you got to have like realistically grounded characters every once in a while so having a dragonborn artificer that's like making a thing that he made some deal with a, a deity that contacted him that's like you can bring back your terminally ill husband uh it's it's makes sense it's something that people can relate to so uh, yeah so thank you yeah that was that was probably my favorite side quest was was that one yeah for several reasons and and coach you know some of that you don't think that can uh that would have that um charisma mm-hmm. <laughs> is the one that kind of talked him down which is great because he had a relatable a death in the family yep. so it was that was also nice great having Weston back. That was that was probably one of the more emotional. Yeah. Maybe you know, it might be pregnancy, but like I definitely <laughs> like that that night I remember afterwards I was just like, "Woo. Like I need I need a moment." Yeah. Uh, and but it had been such a fun episode too and then it was like, "Whoa, this this week we took a turn here." Yeah. Um then then it kind of went back to Glorn uh, where b- before the final final episode uh there was an ambush with um shadow warriors and, and gustavo came back and you found out drake blood moon was captured and you all fought people in glorn it wasn't safe and then you went to find nars and drell to kind of find out more information and maybe find figure out like why if, if drake blood moon was captured and that ended up being the final uh, battle of the season 
That was when we were supposed to start really like putting things together. I think of like, oh, <laughs> we did we these guys. To. Yeah. This is the problem. <laughs> it was a real struggle. Like, just point me in a direction and I'll stab it. Yeah. <laughs> we but don't. It, we didn't have a book smart uh, <laughs> team here. <laughs> no. We had a real lot of doers. That's all right. Not a lot of thinkers. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I wasn't uh, you know, I'm, I was trying to make it simpler. <laughs> In, in a lot of ways. Dumbing it down for uh, No, 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 gotta, not even dumbing it down. I was like, at first, at first, Narsendrell was going to be very, like, you know, like a very super obvious bad guy. But then as closer to when he made his uh, debut, I, I, I changed it to like he, you know, every villain has a, a purpose and they don't believe they're a bad guy. Like they, they he, he's, he honestly felt like he was doing a, a great job. Um, he got himself into the platinum syndicate, seeing an opportunity for, for power, but also like, I, I think if I take all these bad guys, these self-proclaimed elites out, then I can bring my form of justice, which is ritual sacrifice, uh, to my God. I can, but, but, you know, in his mind, it's like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like you get, I'm getting rid of bad people. It's, it's. It's just a way of proactively taking out problems in the world, and and the ends justify the means. Yeah, and he and he's a high cleric, and I found I found that was kind of like an interesting, you know, uh, foil of like somebody that is supremely justified. And now, you know, as, as you all know, he was being catfished, and, and a lot of these people, a lot of these elites that you went around, were all being catfished by like all these gods or like these different fake gods that like they were like well that person doesn't really exist and and i wanted him to be the one that you would have to go to to find that information of like none of these gods really exist except lolth and that's and and so basically uh you know the the real person behind it um who is lady runye if put that together uh is is the one that has over time over centuries uh posed as different um these different gods and promised people you know like um tula you know in the feywild or um uh the 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 victor von schnell um and gave them their power or made them who they are or banished them or whatever because she ultimately has a a plan the moral of the story don't get catfished (laughs) (laughs) Narsen, the moments with Narsen Drill were, I think, were very well done. We did need somebody who was like more willing to, <laughs> like, hang on, let's reason this out. Let's have a moral discussion. We were kind of like, I don't know, it makes a good idea. It felt, it was well done. It felt legitimately I was, like, I was questioning. There's a possibility. I was <laughs> like, maybe I was this, like is good. this isn't completely bogus right now. Like, it's questionable, but like, let's think this through. Like which does, is which is he fooling us? Does he really believe this? But like ultimately, he would be corrupted by it. Like there was a lot of options that were like legitimate. Like wow, I don't know what is especially like wrapped up and kind of introduced through like. Listen, we need you to bring Melvin back. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna right. listen to this, and then you're kind of making sense in some ways, and we need to listen to it. Like those were tough, interesting moments for sure. Yeah, I liked that. That was his introduction of of you know Raphael. I was like, we shouldn't trust this guy, and you're like, well, we have to because he's got to bring back our friend, and and so now you got this like, well, you're kind of thanks for that, but also 
are you a bad guy? <laughs> you know? uh, but I had this whole like, like in possibilities of where this could have gone. And if somebody had said, Hey, all of your gods are fake, including yours. He might've been like, what? And, and let's go take, like, he might've said, I want to find out who's behind this. And then there might've been a confrontation of like, let's go after or let's whatever. So it's it, not necessarily, I didn't want to be like necessarily like he was the end boss of the, of the, of the uh, season, but cause it could have, I mean, we and, didn't, we didn't put that together. Chris. And, and that's fine. Like I was, I was pre- I obviously prepared to, to do it the other way. Um, and he is te- technically still alive. He's, he's, he was uh, just knocked unconscious. He brought back his body and, well, few holes in his face. And I like the moral, uh, I guess, the mirroring that we had of like, you guys had to make some sacrifice morally to bring Melbourne back. Like you said, you know, the ends justify the means. And his entire drive is I'm going to do this good thing in a bad way. And so, yeah, when he posed that, that, that dilemma to you guys, it, you know, you're already like on that slippery slope down towards like, well, you know, we're already doing this one thing to do a good thing. It's not that unreasonable that you could have gone that way or that we could have talked him towards our side. Mm-hmm. Like it, it totally was all a reasonable. There was a lot of reasonable ways that could have gone. And that's, that's always really interesting to me. Yeah. I, I liked playing in the gray uh, and, and seeing where it could have gone. And I think too, every one of our characters was like just a good soldier, like uh, you know, somebody says, hey, go do this thing. We're like, sure, we trust you. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. No questions asked. And then when it was, when it's like, hey, now what should we do? It's like, well, I, don't, I don't know. Somebody usually tells us what to do. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so like in, in that way, I think a, a nice mirror that like, even the, like, we had to like decide that not, you know, the knights aren't just something that we have to listen blindly to. We also have to like add the morality of each character into it and then decide through a little bit. If I'm, if I'm going to just kind of like how we should all be active participants in democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a note somewhere on my phone, like at the bottom of one of my Melbourne pages, that's like, he has two oaths. Essentially. He's got the oaths to the knights and he's got the oath to like, nature God. nature and plants and stuff and if those ever come into conflict i didn't know what he was gonna do mm. <laughs> i'm like because which is more i think he would have sided with the plant stuff and like and like would have that put him at odds with the oath would have been really interesting mm. stay tuned for season six devotion and devoted to kishara melbourne melbourne and kishara in season two would be an interesting discussion that was kind of her thing um, something I think was that was very like prevalent for Yenny and Deidre and Iggy in like making choices. Like it was it was very powerful in the like, do you want this like enhanced tattoo thing? <laughs> Which like should be a like, absolutely, yeah, great. But because they had been introduced through a dodgy recruitment process and then yeah, sure enough, this whole thing is corrupt and you can't necessarily trust anybody. It's fine now, it's better, but like I feel like that's very baked into their experience of the nights that like, I'm never not, I can't take this on face value. And so there was a lot of like, can we back out of the tattoo thing? Like, what's that (laughs) going to do? Is there a contract? Raphael mentioned, well, well, y'all went through the orientation, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? No, yeah, I definitely feel like we are a little more 
a very hodgepodge. Um, but that's that's good. People like that. People like the the scrappy underdogs and the the people that didn't. Uh, I would argue less underdoggy though, because I I would say like compared to like Maya or Jarek or that's true. Like like. Like you have these, like these, those are, I think, a little more oddball as far as like efficiency of like combat. And like, whereas I feel like the three of us are more like, we are professionals. We are good at killing. We are good at fighting. We're just not very good at the moral quandary and like the rest of this part. I would like simple. Yes. Where do I punch? (sighs) I would challenge any other DM group to do a uh, one-on-one with our five characters <laughs> at the same level i think i think we'd win i think we got a winning team that's an open challenge bring it, bring it that out is there an open challenge <laughs> bring it. send us a message hit us up characters. on social media <laughs> we'll unless, unless you're very ranged based in which case we're just dead. oh no <laughs> you started at 500 feet on either side of a thing no! <laughs> i got the jumpy staff i can get there give me two turns well, let's go through some favorite moments from everybody. So we've kind of recapped the season. What stood out as some favorite moments for each of us? You got to talk about the race. The, the race, race is oh, great. Yeah, it's great. Choosing uh, the animals. Cold guard, yeah. Blood race. Yeah, the, the blood race. It was very interesting gameplay-wise um, because I didn't I didn't exactly know what was going to end up happening. It, it still remained turn-based in a way, um, but it still felt like a race. It was very odd because it it's like, how's, cri- how's, how's the DM really going to convey the fact that we're like racing each other and that there's laps and that, you know, there's, there's essentially movement but we're kind of mounted, so technically the movement is our mounts, not ours. Um, and balance that with the fact that like we're also fighting while we're mounted up on the, on these animals. Um, and I thought it actually went really. <laughs> it was it was really interesting. It was really fun. Um, a good sense of space of the track and using that space to like try and do some fun stuff. Um, and eventually come out on top. I forget who won the race. Uh, Deidre and, and fiance. That's right. We we were we were yeah. about to. <laughs> And like we started oh, to play dirty with each yeah. other uh, against each other, you guys and then got jerks. A little... and then, <laughs> and then no, uh, fine. I just yeah. need to fly a little bit. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> it felt like a Mario Kart track too. Yes. There was like a part where you went into a tunnel and then like a little like jumps yeah. and stuff and little boosts. I, I should have like, made it yeah. harder. Uh, there was there was some stuff. I should have made more like elimination kind of stuff. But I was imagining the track like almost like pod racing. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I call podcast. It did feel a little God. phantom menacing yeah. in a yeah. good way. I mean, that was a compliment. there was there was some there was some physical limitations. There was people trying to take take y'all out. Tried spinning because that's a good trick. Yeah. <laughs> I know my thought with Iggy, like in introducing the mounts, like my only real coherent thought was like, I don't want any part of that python. That looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't really say anything out loud. And then <laughs> I asked Jenny what you want to do, and she was like, Python, definitely yeah, Python. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Should have known, Iggy. Uh, and the the bad guy in that one was really fun with with Vic. Was just he was he was pretty laid back for a villain. Um, yeah, especially for a vampire. And then, you know, Polka. Yeah, what a way to end Use that, that boon. One. I definitely, in my mind, feel like they had, like, Tuesday Polka Knot 
polka nights for it's a thing now. all of the weeks until their inevitable slaughter all of the yeah. weeks oh lord maybe the, it was a tuesday week. when they came oh <laughs> everyone is distracted by their joy into well if you understand uh victor von schnell as a vampire they might have got rid of his body but they have to kill his body in the coffin in mm. order for him to truly die <gasps> i wondered so. about that actually <laughs> Can't just kill the in order to kill a vampire. Look at vampire mechanics. He's still out there. He might still be out He's there. Still He's still out there. there. Everyone Polka else is totally dead. You have to bury them in soil from their home country yeah. and then put them in the car. Yeah. Anyway, that was and fun. He's out there. I, I liked so doing sad. that. I was I was a little nervous about the race mechanics, but but I was uh, like, it, it was worked. fun. It was yeah. great. I think I think for me, well, we already talked about the whole coach and. Time yeah, loop. that was. I, I loved that episode. My probably my two favorite things outside of those were uh, Melbourne's death. I was like, I don't know why I was like super excited about that. I thought that was great. I was ready for him to just be dead. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. That's that's fine. I was like, it was. In, like, I was just like a fly on the wall for the rest of that episode, and yeah. it was really interesting from from my perspective, getting to just watch. I'm like, what? I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, I have no control. That was fun, and then. Uh, my personal favorite moment, I think, was probably uh, Jeff's Deus Ex Pixie, I think, of just like, mm. all right, oh, everybody geez. has been transformed. Uh, mm-hmm. There are no bad guys left. Uh, <laughs> we win. <laughs> I found that as I was looking through what I could, what the what you could summon and then what they could do. And when I saw that once per day a pixie could cast polymorph, and I was like, well, I can summon eight of those. <laughs> and it was like... Uh-oh. <laughs> I better... I hit it away. <laughs> and I waited until a moment like of desperation. Two, two hit points, but they can all simultaneously cast Polymorph. I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. And then I made an agreement. We weren't going to... I wasn't going to do them again. <laughs> well, I only. was ready. Like, I had... <laughs> no, no. I was like, okay, I said I wasn't gonna... here's this giant area effect. I'm going to... Destroy all Destroy all <laughs> Thunder wave <Three>. immediately. <laughs> every time you summon. Uh, but that was great. It was great. Polymorph is an interesting spell because it like it seems really, really powerful, but like really you get the new grenade yep. out of it. Like it 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 has used poorly, it has just as much of a chance of just like <laughs> It's a runaway spell. When, yeah. Well, when yeah. we did the poly- yeah. polymorph on the the T Rex or whatever thing in in the jungle, uh, there was a moment of Coach being like, "Okay, now I'm gonna stomp it." No, no, and no, I no. It was like, "No!" Yeah. Like, that almost so. failed yeah. uh, <laughs> gloriously, <laughs> which is such a Coach and it was such a Coach so thing coach. to do. Which completely yeah. in line with his character. So pure, but also I wanted God. I wanted that to happen so bad, and he wanted revenge because that was yeah. the one that kept hurting. Yeah, him. yeah, he, he had totally been eaten several times. <laughs> uh, that um, was fun. That the whole episode with um, Soza, like I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but. Uh, that that was a fun little arc uh and yeah just and like the uh the kind of it's it's such a thin line and i know we've talked about it several times about like you know when players kind of lose their agency but i think with with me as a player and within this group like it's fun. I enjoy it. Like it lets me kind of okay, well i'm i'm going to play against my own interests at this point and like um yeah, that was a. 
I liked I liked getting you all in little uh, mind, you know, like mind interview rooms, <laughs> and uh, just playing those out. Like that 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 was just kind of fun moments uh, for for everybody to have those. I just flashed back in our recap to the the monsters that took our strength. Those are oh. some like really oh, dodgy Lord. moments of like, oh no, that was the purifiers. <laughs> it's gonna get real bad real fast. And they were based on a shadow, uh, sh- not shadow monks, but um, like like it, it's something from it kind of homebrewed a little bit, but it's like these these shadow warriors that uh, um, that are from the shadow fell, and they were actually Shatterkai. Uh, like dark, the dark elves from the sh- from uh, from the Shadowfell that that have basically been constri- conscripted into fighting for Nars and Drell, um, and uh, yeah, they have this blade that's like cut away your strength, and it's just like yeah, <laughs> which is a great way to, especially with this party, yeah, I like a, a couple of our characters in particular, yes, like that was a great way of like instilling fear in the player. It's like I. I'm not gonna be able to do anything. I, we got to get out of this. Yeah, jump you, in that pond. I believe Yanni was the first one hit, and as soon as I took that strength, I think it was like three strength drained. There were so many expletives going through my head. I was like, <laughs> I'm so mad. I was like, I hate this. No, no. And we I, didn't know if we were gonna get him back or how until after that fight. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. And okay. it's like it just taking one or two more hits. It just means that I basically will not be able to do anything. So it's just like, oh no. We gotta end this soon, and there were like six of them or something, right? Like it was, it was, it was quite swimming. a few. Yeah, yeah. At some point, at some point, thematically, there's like, at what point is a character like crushed under the weight of their own bones because they have like two strength? Uh, but that was one of our least favorite moments. Let's go back to favorite moments. Oh, yeah. I, but to that note, and just thinking about Yenny, I actually kind of was anticipating the blood axe. To somehow turn on you or like, <laughs> turn evil, like wow. I kept waiting. I was yeah. like, "This is gonna go too far." Mm, but amazingly enough, it was uh, so far so good. It went the other direction. I want the blood axe, super bonded, and uh, what, what? What's Joe? Is that the? <laughs> I want them to, I want them to hang out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like an odd friends. couple kind of scenario. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah One yeah. shot. <laughs> like, like you did. Can we just do a full episode that, like, like. Yenny and Jarek like go to a tavern and the like this is them in the weapons closet like it's like Toy Story short it's it's a bubble episode where they share they share their past history their, their past wielders and <laughs> flashbacks uh, about one time flashbacks. Uh, hey, yeah. well, one time when I was back in uh, Shimacross <laughs> oh man you, you should have seen it it was so much blood <sighs> all right writes itself. I'm personally proud of all the different animals. I think each time I summoned something, it was mm-hmm. a different you number. Didn't the same I didn't summon twice. the same thing. Yeah, it was great. And trying to give all of them uh, names. We had baboons. We had the baboons. We had moose. Mm-hmm. We had pixies. We had uh, wolves. Pixie, Some bears. Nixie, tricks. Some bears. Some yeah, and Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was in the last? I battle? did a couple of dry eyes, and they stunk. They. they like, or, uh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, there's there was a giant eagle, eagle very helpful. And the giant eagle, Jack, yeah, the eagle, the beetle, Jet. There was the beetle, the beetle, the beetle, the beetle, the, the beetles. <laughs> hey, uh, don't see anything over here. I, I enjoyed that because I was just like, as a joke, did the voice, you're like, oh, are you guys doing that? Yep, now <laughs> we're doing that. All right, so yeah. thing? okay, 
Well, I'll check the upstairs, I guess. <laughs> That's great. I think I summoned a weasel at some point to yep. go yep. skimmering around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, you got in to the, summon in the haunted animals. house, the weasel yeah. was out there. You made him report back. Yeah. And Chris had to do the voice. <laughs> Grudgingly. And what do they sound like? <laughs> Come on. Go with it. We know you can do it. So my favorite part of each episode was, what can I make Chris Dealey do a voice of, <laughs> sure. characterize? Yeah. <laughs> Getting the magical handshake was a nice moment oh, that yeah. was thrown out there, uh, Iggy yeah. and yeah. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, icy hot. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the icy fisting. hot moment. Uh, that was great. <laughs> you know that gif of the two pandas that like do the... <laughs> they touch the... Oh, yeah, the DBZ sort yeah. of like, fusion thing. Yep. That's what I imagined. It was a nice like moment of like, given Igneous's kind of like lonely in his arc and looking for something. This notion of like, oh, this person who I have not like really interacted with that much, might be kind of a distant brother. It was the, like, given what he was going through emotionally, I think this like we are going to physically connect and share and exchange something was I think really powerful and it also gave an awesome, awesome icy hands. So rad thanks for that mm-hmm. the fanfic is already written. oh <laughs> yeah it's, 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 if, if there hasn't been any fanfic written for uh, i'm already 300 podcast, pages yeah, into it yeah then, then the that was completely uh <laughs> on the spot i didn't have i i didn't plan on that happening it was just like oh wait a minute what if something is <laughs> just like hold on <laughs> just in my mind like uh oh th- this is gonna yeah, be a thing there's a little bit of sexual tension to it too yeah. a little bit then they, <laughs> then they played volleyball and <laughs> oh, if only we had a volleyball scene this season oh guys Again. i'm gonna set up the net so, so the fan be the fake, ball. right like okay on the list. it's actually just made out of pasta but uh, i couldn't find any string <laughs> Um, when Chris says that was on the spot, like it did come from old Tula as a prophecy that rhymed giving out p- different people's boons. So like Chris's version of on the spot, I feel like becomes very nuanced and deep very quickly. Like he put together like, I'll do this, I'll do this, and let me sketch down a real quick rhyme and we'll make this. And of course, Lucky and Igni can come together and like, well done. It felt like it was meant to be. Obnoxiously organized. Mm-hmm. Did every did any did everybody's prophecy from Tula come true? I don't remember what, was what my mine prophecy? was. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it did, but I can't. Oh, did you write down the prophecy? That episode hasn't come out yet for us, Chris, so we have no idea. I don't have mine. Well, this isn't this episode. <laughs> Do you all remember? I, I remember mine. I don't think it came true. Lose before the end, but prove I am a paladin. A soldier from the fire plane, embrace the winter and the pain. Your elemental oh, yeah. opposite will give your punch a greater hit. Yeah. Just off the top of his no, head. No, no. So, so <laughs> what I meant by that was, was it was a, it was a. Oh, I think if they go back, That'd then, cool. then yeah. that's what it's going to be. Makes sense. Mine, mine was the the ring, which was great. Mine was the axe thing, which actually did happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'd already died. I think technically her prophecy was a retroactive one for me. I had, in fact, died. <laughs> you, Sir Orc, here's what I find. To save your allies in a bind, the answer is you. So don't think twice. You'll need to make a sacrifice. Didn't have to. No worries, baby. Maybe. <laughs> maybe all great. They haven't maybe all your proposal would have gone through. Oh, they haven't all come true. Yes. Oh, no! <laughs> 
Speaking of which, recapping, I just realized some of my favorite role play moments were playing wingman for uh, Theo <laughs> and good. Rafael. <laughs> a real duo. You know, he makes cheese. He's a really cool guy. Mm. Gotta build them up. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna happen. You know, you did it to me once. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Chris's most uncomfortable moments twice. Wait, when was the first time? Gravely and his former colleague. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't in season three. I wasn't mm-hmm. in those episodes, so good, but I listened though. to them after the fact. It was I'd charming. About that. Yeah, it was no, fine. it was, uh, and that was fine, and I'm fine with it, and I'm fine. Love my characters, Chris. Yeah, love I, them. I, just, uh, you know, <laughs> I need you to love them. I was just like, oh, oh. need more romance in these. <laughs> I feel like Raphaela, like she should have figured it out. She deserves more. She needs to open herself up to love. Because I feel like she kind of strung them along. She's very. Uh... I don't think she feels that she deserves Theo. I think she doesn't have enough self confidence, and that like once she looks inside of herself, she'll realize that she does deserve that. I'm taking over, you guys. I got it. No worry. I'm making. <laughs> I think she wanted to have a cake and eat it too, and like wanted to be wanted, but didn't want to actually follow through with the relationship, but didn't have the like the constitution to. We have so much more analysis of Theo Fiella than we do of all the other plot points in the whole season. Didn't, didn't take notes on anything else but this. Oh, yeah. We, we knew everything. <laughs> Their favorite to, be, to be fair, I did intentionally make it awkward and strong because I was like... It was too much. Yeah, like, but that's that's what I... That's how I wanted. The hey, we haven't been on a date. To be Let's it. get married. Yeah, that's to, to Theo. That makes sense. I'm gonna he make did a go ring. From like yeah, zero yeah. to one hundred. And, and yeah. how much yeah. did you spend on the ring? All of it. He is. Uh, it was like five thousand. <laughs> that you didn't even use. Like, nope. Then you made it was your like, own ring. It was like yep. over five thousand yes. gold. Jeez. He is in debt to whoever that person is. If he ever goes back, they're gonna run him out of town. Oh yeah. There's there's a. Oh no. But you can't go back for at least ninety days. So you're good. Whew. Yeah. Well, by teleportation. By teleportation. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was a favorite. Favorite moments. Uh, that was a favorite. I think. I think my favorite moment uh, was probably the 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 PvP fight. Um, that was that was interesting to see how that just happened because I didn't know I I didn't know you know how it was going to end obviously and I didn't know who would be corrupted or not. And uh, it was interesting that Flint was on the good side. Um, it was just like, okay. <laughs> and then like you went down at one point and then the, the pixie thing was great. Cause I had this whole like, okay, well if everybody d- d- gets defeated, that's good. <laughs> then like, we're going to have to have like a, everybody's captured and something I, like, I don't you know. Like I was just like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, my ultimate goal this season was like, don't like have a lot of possibilities, but don't like have a, plot like like, don't have a plot of this needs to happen there could be things that happen and and hopefully that came came to fruition i forgot Um, that the that fight was the pixie fight (laughs) wonderful igneous moment was like it was there was like a wall of fire or something igneous and flint were just like traditionally fighting each other and the wall fire went down and everyone was was like there's a hedgehog (laughs) and there's a raccoon and And what in the world were you doing over here all fat hedgehogs. But we had some. It, it, but there's some great moments just overall in the season uh, that that was really fun. Like I liked when you talked to the giant crocodile, and instead of a fight, which again could have happened, 
um, and I had stats for a giant crocodile and everything like, but you were like, Hey, uh, what, what, you, I'm stumpy, you know, or something like that. <laughs> you're like, you took a ride on stumpy to the other side. Yep. And I had a fight planned for Tula, you know, like, and her two, um, uh, uh, trolls. Oh, were they trolls? Yeah. Oh, I had them down as ogres in my notes. Or ogre, uh, sorry, ogres. Um, yeah, two ogres and, and like all the stuff that she was ready to do. And if you had failed, if you didn't clear out the infestation and just like y'all did a great job of just uh, of finding little uh, ways of getting around certain things. And I think it's it just kind of speaks to like you don't always have to have a fight. Well, when you when you asked me what I wanted out of this season, that was more or less what I said was like I wanted to find more non-combat mm-hmm. solutions yeah. to things. So that was fun. So like Deidre getting to unlock doors. Like yeah. we don't, you know, that that's like a staple, like a trope of D&D, but how often do we actually do it? The 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 the, the puzzle in that um uh shimmer cross thing where where it was the the four faces mm. and y'all trying to figure that out was was really fun it was like wait a minute uh i'm gonna stick my tongue out right in front of him like uh, okay and like i'm gonna look where that that statue's looking and yeah. it's like that was kind of fun and, and like uh answering the riddles was was a fun bit you know um i just liked everybody trying to figure those out yeah i, I enjoy I those riddle. kind of things a lot. what am i <laughs> <laughs> Boots. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry, no, that riddle did not. <laughs> I like I liked that that ended up that way. That was way more fun than if it had just been like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's fish, because you know, male yeah. and <laughs> Oh, it doesn't have hinges. That's an egg. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. whatever whatever the hobbit uh riddles are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I liked having all of our guest stars. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you again to Chris Reed and Weston Gardner and David Armstrong for coming in and for your dad for doing a little guest uh, audio recording. Um, uh, that was that was Daddy great. I I, I I wanted to bring him in in I am some capacity. As Jarek and as Zach. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about bringing him in, but it just never it just never happened mm-hmm. uh, for for like the final episode next season. Um, yeah, and I, I liked, uh, I liked being able to visit more of the world, um, in, in sort of a nonlinear way. So I think that that was kind of fun. Just the, the adventure hub is a great sort of season uh, or campaign kind of uh, thing that, that you can it do as really a DM. It was really great having so many different backdrops, like one after the other. And like, it was kind of nice having it feel a little bit more episodic, just as a player to like, cause I'm not always great about retaining long linear story, but it was like, okay, here are the things that I remember and we're going to this new place and it's going to be new stuff and I can just be present and that's enough. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was, that was fun. It was fun for me too, but I was also like trying to figure out the overall, like, well, this is all got to come together at some point and, uh, I've got to drop some. <laughs> so the, so the, the idea of, they're being gods, but they're not really gods, and it's it's actually one god that's that, or higher higher being that's like playing everybody. You know, I, I I was hoping that would sort of be the thing that tied everything together, and having the big bad of the season drill, uh, you know, kind of being like an expert on gods, and and um, like so I was like, okay, if they can figure that out, or at least get pushed into the situation where they have to uh, talk about it, then then that could be something. Um, I didn't want it to be like religious, but it's just, it's 
it's just that's that's what he was good at like that's what his sort of wheelhouse was and whether he became ultimately a unlikely ally or or you had to find out like you know from him which ultimately what happened is is you find out like he was he was uh kind of in league with the platinum syndicate but but in a in a different motivation um but then there's definitely something like with the platinum syndicate like who's who's playing all the platinum syndicate members against each other um and with the little epilogue at the end which uh you which was delightful which which was fun kind of to have that those moments um and with maya scrying with the luminite that bato made and like kind of having all those things come together um in that little scene uh you know just like the the one take camera you know Mm -hmm. going through all the rooms and everything uh and like having that follow of like showing the sort of like teeing this up right for zach for for the next season or for the next two seasons is just like here i wanted to very much establish um like okay here's our ultimate villain uh of not just wait till the very end of like, Oh, it's them. Uh, and we kind of talked about at the beginning of the season of like, there's a couple possibilities. And I'm like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to set something up just so we, so as a, as a campaign uh, overall arc, like we know who our ultimate villain is. And now, now she can have some fun, you know, uh, we may have to fight a couple of like underlings and henchmen and generals and lieutenants and stuff like that. Uh, the, the, I mean, now we're getting to like the final elites that are left. Um, it's the final countdown. And what does that mean? You know, how many are left? It's not um, like Fortnite where you get the countdown. Yeah, the how many uh, players are left. The epilogue, I think, was just like uh, it was delightful too. Just like the way you described it, the way you did it was really fun. Just like and remember this character, and here's this character doing the thing that that character did, and there's Tabrone, and, like, it was very much, it was, you know, it was exciting for me being like, oh, yeah, those characters are out there, and, like, yeah, we should be able to do that. It does feel like we have, like, a Fast and the Furious-style world where it's just like, (laughs) I don't know, they're off doing something. Whoever we get back for the next movie, (laughs) we'll find some way to, like, bring them in and have them do something stupid. Interact with another character. Two dungeons, two dragons. (laughs) (laughs) We should. We should. I feel like there's. There's got to be some sort of uh, fans vote. The, the this this particular team lineup. You know, like they did that with with uh, X Men in the X Men comics. Like, you get to vote the last member. You know, <laughs> of, of the team. Like, who's it going to be? That sort of thing. Also, I wanted to reference another favorite moment. Came together very nicely. At the very end of the season was uh, Iggy's kill shot with the. Uh, Narson Drell jumping down with the bag of darts. Yes. Very epic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very oh, yeah. What an ending for that fight. Oh, I forgot that about that. So that was good. that was easily one of my favorite moments. And Iggy did, like, nothing else. The, the rest of the fight with Narson Drell was, like, behind the barrier. He, like, one of his turns was punching down the barrier. One of his turns was taking mm-hmm. out the assassin person or whatever. So I like that like, three of you separately went to the barrier and was like, I'm going to get... <laughs> Why you didn't just walk around to the open side? <laughs> I, I will say I messed up the barrier mechanic because what it was originally supposed to happen it was, it was like a three layer barrier, and so like when you took out one of the things, like one of the barriers was going to go down, mm. but you would still have all of them that around. Made- and I was and I it, I don't know why in my head I was like, well that side went away. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I can't. 
and now I can't bring it back. Yeah, and I was well, like, and it was Melbourne's side. So yeah, I was just gonna, like, yeah. So then he just, you. and that's why I tried to flame strike you, but it didn't work. Yeah. So I was just like, eh. was there anything we did that like completely caught you off guard? Like you were like, oh well, clearly this is gonna happen, and this character is gonna have to die, or, uh, or whatever. And we were just like, I mean, the pixies. <laughs> um that that was that was one thing um the uh the the summoning of uh, i mean this was just kind of funny but like the, when y'all got to shimmer cross and and it was like okay anytime a spell is caused uh it's gonna be wild magic and it was just like how about so this fun. does this work oh is it birds and i'm just like oh gosh you know, like, to be fair that like, was pretty funny the, the bird flyover yeah. And so, like, I think yeah, yeah. we just had birds on the brain. <laughs> and, like, the obvious solution so of, funny. like, oh, it spells. Yeah. But, I mean, that's f- part of the fun of wild magic. Um, <laughs> I thought that was great uh, th- with the time loop thing. You know, just uh, when when y'all, I was like, I, I, you know, I'm curious to see how, how you wrap it up. And just having having it, like I mentioned before, like, just having it be, like, a one with the polymorphing the T-Rex was great. Um as much as I was was like, we'll have a T-Rex fight, but, but also <laughs> we have a T-Rex fight, but also that not happening made room for some nice uh, role play, which was great as well. So I, it's always a pleasant surprise. It's not, not to sound too cliche, but I was very proud of y'all for doing a lot of different stuff. Well, I think as a player, it's stuff. always nice to know that like, it doesn't always have to be. Yeah combat yeah you know because that allows you to really play with the mechanics and and like using those spells that are there Mm -hmm. it was it was your other skills yeah (laughs) makes the characters more interesting too instead of just being mindless murder murder. hobos yes that yeah and 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 I, i tried to like matt said like have a couple of opportunities where it wasn't just you know massive combat it was you know they have a couple of skill challenges like the the blood race was essentially like mm-hmm. a, a a big skill skill challenge and and you know we didn't have any cooking competitions but we, we did have you know different uh silly scenarios like the, the cheese thing and 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 um the you know boon um going through different uh, random stuff and and like when you guys got to come up with your where your rooms would you know, what your rooms would be in Glorn and, and just like interesting little things like that. I, I like those moments, um, uh, you know, meeting, meeting Yenny's parents or, or, or the, um, the moments with Flint, uh, are always kind of fun. Uh, the, the, the conversations with Xavian and, and Deidre, you know, just like having that and, you know, and then finding out he's like secretly in love with your brother back home. And you know, just like, yeah. I was like channeling uh, Bridgerton. Like, <laughs> oh, <yes. Yeah. laughs> I was glad too. Cause I was like, I just like, I, one of my goals for Deidre was like, I, you know, didn't want her to, for as much as I wanted Theo to like have a romantic interest, I was like, so not interested in that for Deidre. I was like, she's got enough other stuff going yeah. on. Like yeah. that's what she was walking away from. Yeah. So, like, it was fun, though, to kind of get to play through that and that dynamic and stuff. And mm-hmm. You know, it's like, here's an awkward situation. Yeah. How, do, how do you deal with that? <laughs> well, and then, like, I don't know how palpable it was, but the relief when it was like, oh, you're not hitting on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that was fun. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm proud of uh, what we've done. You know, and great up to job, this point. Chris. Yay. Yay. Very much. 
It was oh, very fun to be a part of and a very, I think, a very colorful and like just a nice variety of episodes and adventures. And like, I feel like, I feel like we all kind of got our moments. And, and I know sometimes as a DM, that's not easy to do. So that was, I just want to call out you and how wonderful you were this season. But don't Thanks. let it go to your head. Thanks. Yeah. Stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent work. And I think that's uh, that's about all we have to say about that. So, well, thank you all for listening. As always, Bear, thank you all for the players. Thank you, the Chris, of course, for DMing, and again, thank you all out there in the world for sharing and spreading the word. So, you know what? Remember, go out and, and make, make life, life an adventure. adventure. An adventure. <laughs> 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 <laughs>